Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of Community and Discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina. And I am joined, as always, by the undefinable Betsy. <laughs> Undefined. You can't, you can't box her in. My wife. That can be taken one and good only. or bad. Well, it's all good, babe. It's all good, Betsy. <laughs> always. Undefinable. You're a special gal. Well, I've got a serious question for us, Betsy. We gotta stop the joking. Mm-hmm. We've got to get we gotta to get to a serious question. And this question is really, it's not just for our, our listening audience, it's for all of America. Ready for the title? Yeah. Why aren't we sleeping? Hmm. Why aren't we sleeping, America? It's a good question. We are gonna spend two episodes on the topic of sleep. Okay. Great. Interesting, right? Very much so. Well, we're gonna give a lot of data here suggesting troubling sleep trends in America. Hmm. The bottom line is we're just not sleeping as much as we used to. I want to share with our audience a little bit about the reason that I'm interested in this subject. And I'll be completely honest. I have not always had a great relationship with sleep. Mm -hmm. I have struggled with sleep at different points in my adult life, not as a kid, not as a teenager, not even in college, but since I became an adult. Since you married me, really. Well, (laughs) undefinable. (laughs) When we actually just look about look at it. <laughs> no, no. I just made that connection right now. No. When you is, said not as a kid. Nothing to not do with it, Bets. Nothing to do with it. I, anyway. I will say though, I have been envious of your sleep habits. Hmm. Because, folks, I'm not kidding you. Betsy can literally chug a <laughs> a pot of coffee. And I think we could time you. You could be asleep in less than a minute. I think we could do that as we're not, we haven't done that experiment yet. We could if you want. Perhaps if our audience demands it, we will. Yeah. But you have an incredible ability to fall asleep, which is a good thing. That is generally true, yes. But again, what I want to say is um, when I was having sleep problems initially, I remember thinking, man, this is so weird. This can't, I mean, I've got to be one in a million this is nobody else. It was kind of embarrassing. But I started to look into the topic and I found out that sleep problems are actually incredibly common. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a lot of sleep disorders out there. The ones that are the most well-known are insomnia, sleep apnea, and narcolepsy are probably the three that are the most well-known, but there's actually a lot more than that. Mm. But those would be the ones that are the most well-known. But in our culture today, people are not sleeping enough. And what we want to do is on this podcast, we look at cultural trends and we try to look at them through the lens of a, of a biblical approach to life. Mm-hmm. What does God want for us? And sleep is one of those things. We don't think about it a lot, but we do it every day, mm-hmm. right? Have to. Have to. You know, the thing that you hear on every mattress commercial is a third of your life. You spend a third of your life on your mattress, mm. which is, if you look into it, it's really true. Mm. About a third of our lives are in bed. So get a good mattress. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that they've got a point there. Um, maybe you don't need to spend as much as they want you to, but um, <laughs> you should have a good mattress. But sleep is a an issue because how we sleep and how much we sleep and what we do around sleep very much affects how we are. Right. It affects our personalities. It affects our energy levels. It affects... Uh, how we can perform our jobs, and it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Now, Betts, there is a neuroscientist 
which means really, really smart person. Yes. His name is Dr. Russell Foster. He's from um, Oxford. And this is what he says. Huge sectors of society are sleep deprived. In the 1950s, good data suggests that most of us were getting around eight hours of sleep a night. Nowadays, we sleep one and a half to two hours less every night. So we're in the six and a half hours every night league. Hmm. And for teenagers, it's much worse. It's much, much worse because teens need nine hours for, for full brain performance, which I seem to be having a hard time with at this moment <laughs> reading this. But many of them on a school night are only getting five hours of sleep. Okay. So, so sleep is a big issue. And, and really, you could just ask this question, why are we sleeping less? Mm. Like, what's happened in America? Mm. Because I'm pretty sure that 50 years ago, the last time they studied, you know, the, what they're comparing the data to, I'm pretty sure they didn't have sleep number beds back then, Bets. Could <laughs> you get those yeah. where you could just set the perfect? No, that wasn't invented yet. Mm-hmm. They didn't have water beds. Maybe. You think they had water beds water 50 beds, years man, ago? I never got... You'd always end up in the middle of a waterbed. Yeah, and there's always that possibility someone's just going to stab it, right? <laughs> and then then your whole your your room floods. Your, your room floods. Everything thought that was a good idea. Everything's ruined. <laughs> Bad ideas in human history. Waterbeds. So no, but there's like a million kind of mattresses now. There's sleep machines. There's I mean, of course we have, and then of course there's the pills. I mean, goodness, there's a lot of pills you can take to help you go to sleep at night. I so remember, uh, why so are we sleeping worse? That several years ago, um, we watched a Shark Tank episode, and yeah, I love Shark Tank. Shark There's Tank. the most random stuff on Shark Tank. Oh, I yeah. mean, I love it. You just never know what the next person is <laughs> going to be. And also, I could never go on Shark Tank because those the sharks will just eat you alive. Oh, they will eat you. They'll up. be like, like Kevin O'Leary will be like, you need to take this idea in the back and shoot it. And I'm like, that oh, I would just dumbest oh, creation yeah. that I've ever seen. You know, right. honestly though, some of them are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, some, some of the of ideas are. that people have, but right. in, anyway. But anyway, we saw one guy come on, this was several years ago, and he had an invention called the bed jet. Wasn't it the, the bed, bed jet? jet? The bed yeah. jet. We've talked about the bed jet so we, many times. Seriously, I think I had the credit card out of the wall. <laughs> I mean. Um, it was this, th- it was this like machine where you, um, I think you put it on between the sheets on your bed. It was kind of this machine. Yeah, it was a tube. You put the tube yeah, underneath tube. the sheets. Yeah, and in the- between the fitted sheet and the top sheet, I think. Yep, and, right? yep, and then the motor was on the floor, so it's a tube yeah. that goes under the blankets. And it would yep. blow either cold air or hot air. You could choose. Yep. Yep. The funny thing is, this machine cost $400, and all the sharks were like, this is ridiculous. Get this thing out of here. Anyway. <laughs> but it looked cool because it would keep you, I mean, so many people talk about temperature things. Right, like you can't sleep because yeah, your bed's too hot, or I'm too, too cold, cold yeah. mm-hmm. or the room's not right, we right. can't. So. so maybe for some people, that, that would be great. The idea had merit. Thinking Whatever happened to the bed jet? Yeah. Hey, maybe it's still well. Around. Guess what, America? Even with the bed jet, <laughs> we're sleeping ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes less per night than Americans did fifty years ago. What's going on? Interesting. So that's the question we want to look at today, mm. and that's we're going to share four thoughts that we have on why we're sleeping less. Mm-hmm. In episode two, so the next the next episode on sleep, we're going to get into. Um, some principles, some ways that you that you can sleep better, uh, but but we want to just get into this first episode. We really just want to set the stage, talk about why are we sleeping less, and our the first thing is this: 
our culture seems to be more and more stimulated uh, than ever before. Mm. And uh, stimulated, especially with technology, but you could also add with things like coffee and monster energy drinks. Right, yeah. Which I'm pretty sure monster energy drinks didn't exist 50 years ago. Coffee's been around forever. Yeah. I'm not sure I can speak an ill word against coffee. But you know, even even coffee, our culture has become much more like there's a Starbucks on every corner and it wasn't oh, yeah. always that way. Oh yeah. You want to know how many, guess how many Starbucks are in America? Uh, this is a random thing oh, I know. Oh gosh. I, over 14,000. Oh There's wow. over 14,000 Starbucks locations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so bets. Now you look at your phone, you can see how much you've been on your phone. Oh, it's depressing. <laughs> it's convicting. So, so prior to this episode, uh, we had our serious come to Jesus moment here <laughs> where we, we looked at our phones. So y'all, you can go into settings on yeah, an iPhone. On an I don't iPhone. know about Android because we don't have Android, but on an iPhone, there's there. I think this is a newer thing. You can go under settings and then you find screen usage. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person who uses your phone a lot, you can go in there, but get ready because you're going to cringe. <laughs> it tells yep. you how much you've been on your phone, like by hours or minutes or hours. Uh, it can tell you what you do the most, how many times you pick up your phone in, in a day, how you use it the most. Woo-wee. Yep. So give yourself the iPhone screen test, which is mm. an article. I found an article in the Chicago Tribune uh, where, where a lady interviewed a, a guy who studies this, uh, whose name is Larry Rosen. And they did some studies and they found out they did this, they did the first study and they found that people were, were picking up their phone an average of 56 times a day mm. and looking at their phones for 220 minutes per day. And then they did the study again. Uh, so in year three, they did the study and people had increased to 277 minutes per day. Mm. So the phone usage had increased 57 minutes, but here's the big one the pickups per day had increased to 77. Mm. So a, a lot of it is not just, and this article is from 2018, so this data is pretty pretty recent. It's probably gone up. But a lot of the phone use is not just how much you use it, but how frequently you pick it up. Sure. So, Beth, are you, you ready for my, my phone pickup my phone pickup number? Sure. All right, I'm just... We're I'm doing this, huh? We're just doing it. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just going to do it for me. I'm not going to tell you... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to judge you or anything like that. I'm just going to do it for me. You think about you. But for the last week I was 34 pickups. Average? Um, 30 average of 34 pickups a week. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now let's let's talk about Betsy Dash here. My average this is painful. Was 85. Oh. <laughs> wow. So I am above average. Now we do have to say that my my usage overall time was lower than yours. It was. So I can't judge. I mean, maybe I can't, I, I can't cast the first stone. Well, maybe I pick it up, check for a text message or something. I, I don't think it's good because that says I'm distracted. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be distracted. Well, but. the point that we're trying to make here is, and we're honestly, we're I'm sure we're pretty much average wise because your your overall phone usage was lower. Um, Technology is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all around us, and you can look at both your technology use. But here's another thing you can do. Add up the amount of Wi-Fi connected devices in your house. Do you know now there are Wi-Fi refrigerators? True story. What does that mean? Uh, there's like refrigerators that are somehow Wi-Fi connected. I don't know why they're connected to the internet. But I saw this. We shopped for a refrigerator in, in, in our Columbia house, and I saw your, some. Your, that, your, <laughs> I'm not your kidding. Your fridge is on Wi-Fi? Yes. 
Why? True story. So you can watch TV on your in your fridge. What, Maybe what you like doing? it can beam to Amazon that you're out of something. Oh, that's got to be it. That's got to be. It's got to be about what's in the fridge. Yep. I don't know why it's Wi-Fi enabled. But Scary. Yeah. Scary. That's, Alexa's got to be behind that. Yeah. Alexa and Siri are the two. You know we're Amazon suspicious oh on this goodness. podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think they're both mentioned in the Book of Revelation. <laughs> Alexa and Siri. Well. Yeah, technology, anyway, true story about the it's everywhere, folks. We're not saying it's bad. We've said on this podcast so many times technology is neutral. It's mm-hmm. all about how we use it. Mm-hmm. I want to suggest a resource to families. It's called the TechWise Family Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place. It's by an excellent author named Andy Crouch. You can get it for $10.78 on Amazon. Oh, on Amazon, huh? There you go. Yep. <laughs> That is still the best place to get books. I'll admit it. It is. And here's a quote from from Crouch. And I quote, technology is only very good if it can help us become the persons we were meant to be. Hmm. So as you think about your own technology use, is it helping you be the person that God made you to be? If not, you should consider how you use it. And there's the very obvious thing that technology could be affecting your sleep. Yes. Because... For so many people, I mean, it's really it's really obvious when you think about it. If you're just staring at something that's stimulating you, why would you think that you could immediately go to sleep? Yeah, I read a book uh, over the summer. It's called How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. I think mm. this came out a couple years ago. It is so good, and it's clear that it's written for people who don't read anymore because the chapters are really short. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, but anyway, one thing that she says about sleep, this is in the chapter called Stress, Sleep, and Satisfaction. Very, very good book, very readable. If you feel like this is an issue for you, that's a great place to go, how to break up with your phone. Anyway, what she says is the quality of light is just one way that our phones affect our sleep cycles. Oh, so to break in, that's another issue with phones and sleep is that the actual light um, disrupts our sleep cycles. Circadian rhythm. Yes. Yep. Right. So that's like the physical uh, mechanism, but she's going more toward the content of the phone. So to, to keep reading here, she says, most of the things we do on our phones, reading the news, playing games, are stimulating activities. Imagine how difficult it would be to doze off if all of the people you follow on social media were in the room with you, the television was blaring in the background, and several friends were having a political debate. That's essentially what you're doing when you bring your phone into bed with you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That puts it Puts it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Here's another study from Medical News Today. Uh, they're reporting a study from Columbia University. The study says that 73% of American teenagers do not get an, enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Betts, here's my question. What cave are the other 27% living in? <laughs> they go to bed at, on, at a good time, I guess. I, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, I think that's really, if you're a parent of a teen, you really have to be thoughtful mm-hmm. about the use of technology, especially in the evenings, because you know your teenager, or you should know that your teenager needs more sleep than you need, mm-hmm. and that the use of technology is probably not helping them go to sleep. So, of course, we got to walk a line here. We got to, you know, principles like, um, you know, you ha- you have to put, you have to give yourself some time to to get into your sleep routine. So you don't want to be using technology right up to the last possible minute, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first reason is that we are stimulated through a variety of means, especially technology. Mm-hmm. Bets, ready, ready for the second reason we're not sleeping enough? Mm-hmm. 
increasingly we live in a workaholic culture. Mm-hmm. And there's a song I believe about this. What's that? Everybody work, 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 work. <laughs> then I gotta. <laughs> I don't think anyone could recognize. Could you what do you're the? About. You do it. You do it. Wing, 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 wing. Nee, 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 <laughs> Nobody knows what that song is. That's about. a Rihanna song. It's people. a Rihanna song. <laughs> Where the only thing that anybody... No kn- one could catch that from our singing. It was horrible. Well, the only <laughs> thing that anybody understands from that song is work. Yeah, that, that, I don't um, even know what the rest of it is. Yeah. I just hear work. <laughs> She's telling us work, work, work. Yep. All right. Really good article in The Atlantic under this title. Workism, that's a word the author makes up, is making Americans miserable. And basically the author makes the case that we're working more than ever... But one of the things that's kind of weird is, remember Adam Smith, Mm. the economist who Mm -hmm. made predictions and so forth? He predicted that by our day, people would be working less. Mm. And it seems like a reasonable assumption because the technology is getting better. Um, You know, this is like before computers and all this. He's just saying, as we advance, we we won't have to do, we won't have to work as hard. Here's the weird thing. We're working more. Hmm. I mean, at least at least some of us are. And we're even working more than we were in the 80s and 90s. And I want to quote from this article. Perhaps long hours are part of an arms race for status and income uh, among the elite. Hmm. Or maybe the logic here isn't economic at all. It's emotional, even spiritual. The best educated and highest earning Americans who can have whatever they want, have chosen the office for the same reason that devout Christians attend church on Sundays. It's where they feel most themselves. Hmm. So kind of this author is making a point that for some segments of society, work has almost become a religion. Hmm. It's it's become this thing that people do um, to get meaning. And later, uh, this author talks about millennials, and he gives this quote, uh, millennials care about their income like any generation, but for this generation, a job is about more than a paycheck. It's about a purpose too. Mm. So increasingly, it's almost like we're putting on an expectation on work that really shouldn't be there. And of course, if you're doing what Rihanna tells you to do, there's not going to be as much time to sleep. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's work. Mm. Bets, what else have you got on why we're not sleeping quite as much? Well, one thing I thought of ties in very closely with technology. It's okay. enter- it's entertainment mm-hmm. because you know we like to unwind with um, a good movie, maybe or um, your favorite show on Netflix. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how smart is Netflix? Because they just start the next episode for you. You know, they're like, okay, they're counting so down, smart. five, four, three, two, one. Oh, here's the they're next so one. Smart. You can't quit now. <laughs> and you're like, oh man. They just, I'll just make start it, this next. They just episode. make it so easy, so easy. So when when Josh and I got married, the show Twenty Four was huge. Jack Remember Bauer. Jack Bauer? He had like one line that he just repeated every season. It was like, you know, every, uh, the world's gonna end unless I, yeah. you know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he, he talked about you, a, Kiefer Sutherland. I'm sure yeah. he's one of our listeners. I'm yep, sure. We love you, Kiefer. Very one dimensional character, right? But a great show. I mean, talk about adrenaline. You're not going to fall asleep when you turn that show off. No. Um, so anyway, I remember we had those seasons on DVD. How much of a relic is that? It's for real. Yeah. And we used to, this was probably before we had kids. 
we used to stay up. I know there were days we would stay up till two oh, in the morning gosh. and then we both had to go to work in the morning. Yep. But you're like, I'm, well, let's just start the next episode. You just know, then you it. watch the whole thing. Just and you're like, let's just start another one. <laughs> and I think we had to push a button to hit like, we had to hit like play next. Yeah. But with, Nef- with Netflix, yeah, you, don't, you even, don't even have to move. You don't even have to hit it's play fantastic. next. Yeah. 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 So I think it's so hard to turn things off when you're just relaxing and enjoying something. It's really hard to be like, ah, oh, I should turn this off and go to bed. So I think that's one reason we sleep less. That's right. And that's a great one. All right. Let me share a fourth one and we'll wrap this up. A fourth reason we aren't sleeping enough is stress. Hmm. And it seems like stress is increasing in America. Uh, And these are, interestingly, these are all kind of tied together. Your stress is related to your work. Your stress is related to your technology usage in some ways um, because maybe what you see in your technology is distressing to you. For real. You know, it's, so it's all yes. kind of one big thing. It is one big thing. Some people, I can see people being skeptical here and saying, oh, people have always been stressed. Well, actually... The, the data does show that we're more stressed. Mm-hmm. Rates of mental disorders are going up. They're going up with adults. They're going up with kids. Uh, for example, U.S. News & World Report says that according to the Journal of Abnormal Psychology, rates of mental disorders among youth has more than doubled in the past decade. And you know what? That It really ties to technology in another way because we know so much more than we used to. We do. You know so much more about disease, about world events, about you know the state of the economy like you can yep. you can find all of all of that at your fingertips at all times and that causes stress it does yeah there, i mean there's ignorance is bliss in a good way sometimes you yeah. don't need to know everything or, you know back when you relied on a newspaper it was just different not that it's better but just different we just different. have to learn different tools for managing things yep and and really what we're trying to do on this episode is we're trying to help people make the connection between these things and sleep mm-hmm. um, of course this is a part of modern life we're not saying any of these things are are inherently bad I mean obviously mm-hmm. stress is but um, you know things with work I mean there's obviously advantages to being able to check your email anytime mm-hmm. and work from home I mean there's yep. there's there's lots of good advantages. But we're again, we want to help you make connections. Mm-hmm. And to summarize what we've said so far, Americans were not sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. The data seems to indicate that. We didn't list any negative health consequences of that. We will in the next episode, but there are proven uh, negative health consequences to not sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. So let me end with this, Bets. Um, some, some might say, does sleep really matter at all? Does God even care how much I sleep? What's it matter? Well, really, you're not going to find anything in the Bible that's negative against sleep. You'll only find things that are positive, like God gives his beloved sleep. Mm. And the only thing negative is, there's a verse in uh, Proverbs that says, a little folding of the hands, uh, a little sleep, a little sum- slumber. Mm-hmm. But really what that verse is saying is don't be lazy. It's mm-hmm. not about sleep so much. Mm-hmm. So get your sleep. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. You need it. That's right. Bets, I've got to just be honest. Yeah, give it to me. Well, maybe for our next big anniversary, uh, you might you might want us to take a really interesting trip to Taco Bell's pop-up hotel. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a... <laughs> This is a real thing. Really? And, um, oh yeah, it's in California. It's and a hotel? According to, to Taco Bell Senior Director of Retail Engagement, <laughs> it's where taco dreams really do come true. Guests <laughs> will stay in rooms decorated wall-to-wall and floor-to-ceiling with Taco Bell artwork, wake oh, up to a special Taco my. Bell breakfast delivered to their door, and oh. float in the pool on a giant Taco Bell s- sauce packet raft. <laughs> 
Taco Bell fans are truly one of a kind. And today was one of the best expressions of that fandom yet. Wow, Said I didn't realize somebody there were Taco with Taco Bell, Bell when the Taco Bell pop up hotel opened up. It's officially opened. It's in California. You can look it up. Rates started $169 per night. Not bad. Yeah, I guess. Probably cheaper than Disney. <laughs> and um, apparently when it first opened, it was booked out in like two hours. But wow. uh, apparently, did, did you know Taco Bell has this huge following? Yeah, I didn't know. They had like to where a fan club. They could even open up a hotel. Wow. So That is fascinating. Just put it out there. For the next big one, yep. we go out to California. We stay in the Taco Bell pop-up hotel. <laughs> Put it on your bucket and list. What I'd like to know is, can do you only eat Taco Bell there? Like, yeah. what if you... What if you don't like the Taco Bell breakfast? What if you bring a Chick-fil-A in? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's that be, for the next episode. That could be bad. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. There will be a part two of this um, two-part episode on sleep and bets. Tell our listeners how they can rate, review, subscribe, email us, find us on Facebook, all that. Yeah, if you would, uh, if you have any feedback for us, as always, our email is intersect at anyprez.com. Uh, we will link to articles that we've mentioned today on our uh, show page. That is anypresbyterian.org slash podcast. Come and find us on Instagram, guys. We're Intersect Podcast. And uh, thank you for listening today. See you next time.